Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Glory. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Lord, speak to us today. Glory. Hallelujah. Unlike the other high priest, he, being Jesus, does not need to offer sacrifice day after day. First for his own sin, and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. The following verse says that the law called forth men who were weak. So they had to offer sacrifices for themselves. But Jesus is the perfect high priest. And the reason he's the perfect high priest is because he never breaks faith with God. The world offered him everything, he turned it down. When it came down to dying for God or living, he chose to die. He's never been unfaithful to God. That's what makes him the perfect high priest. Whereas we, we have this tendency to break faith with people. Break the connection with people. Whether it's in marriage or whatever kind of relationship it is, we're very quickly to cut people off. But God never does that. That's the awesome thing. And though you sometimes may feel separated from God, God has never separated himself from you. That is your own doings. Um... As usual, we started this morning, and you can always find that part of the uh, message this morning on podcast. This afternoon, I want to focus on the concept where it says, unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifice day after day. He does not need to do it like the other high priest. You know, I realize religiously... As ministers, um, as followers of Christ, we love to make sacrifices. We're slave to sacrifices. In fact, there's this deranged thing that we have done. In the Old Testament, we would make sacrifices to God. Now we have Christ, but you know what we have done Rather than believe the gospel, we are now making sacrifices to Jesus. We used to make sacrifices to God, but now we're making sacrifices to Jesus. We used to make sacrifices to God through, you know, animal blood and that type of thing. But now we make sacrifices to Jesus through works and gifts and all of these things that we think is going to get us back into a right relationship with God. And... 
the whole thing is about never breaking your relationship with God. That's the whole thing. And we focus so much on sin that sin separates us from God. Not God from us, but us from God. Yeah? God keeps loving you, even when you mess up. But you feel you have broken a relationship. First thing, you have to break a relationship with God before you can sin. Because it's not really the fruit of sin that is sin. It's just the fruit. It's not the thing that we do. The root of all sin is unfaithfulness to God. We break faith with God. So we have to break faith with God first. It's not even really about the sin. It's about breaking faith with God. Because once you break faith with God, then you're a part of this world and its desires. So the thing is, God did not separate from you. God continued to love you. But you pulled away from him. And so now you feel led to make a sacrifice to make things right again. How many times have you ever broken up with a friend or if it's a relationship, you feel to give them something? Sometimes we'd much rather do that than say we're sorry. We do something to make up, right? Even, even sorry is sometimes a type of sacrifice, although it's not totally improper to do. But we, we are slaves to sacrifice. If only we would be slaves to God. But we're constantly, we're constantly in this state of offering sacrifices. We're caught up in it. But we're not caught up in having faith. And sometimes I realize, even with myself, sometimes, sometimes you're repenting and you don't even know what you did. You're such a slave of repenting, you don't even know what you did. Hmm? And I find this world is, it can be quite nasty because always trying to push your button and make you feel guilty about something. You ever realize how many people try to control you by making you feel guilty? Uh, you know, if, if you go to the left, they make you feel guilty. If you go to the right, they make you feel guilty. And before long, you don't feel like you can do anything right. So you're just repenting left and right and center. Hmm? So, so we, we, we get caught up in this whole thing. But Jesus only offered sacrifice once. Not like the other high priest. Just once. Once. You accept Jesus once. You love Jesus once. Jesus says, if you drink his water, you'll never thirst again. Once. Once. We're back connected with God once. The rest is faith in his love. Is there a need to repent? Yes, sometimes there's a need to repent, but it's faith in his love. You don't have to offer the sacrifice again. Yes? When you do stupidness, you don't have to feel like it's like such a long journey back. If you do mess up, because we know the first part of messing up is just the unfaithfulness, because that's the root of all sin, is the unfaithfulness, that part. That's when you go and do stupidness. When you're unfaithful to God, when you're unfaithful to a friend, or you're unfaithful in a relationship, and it stays unfaithful, then there's going to be a fruit of that. Yes, there's going to be a fruit of that. It might be an outside child. I don't know what it might be, but there's going to be some kind of fruit if you stay disconnected. 
And that's why we need to quit breaking faith with each other. Because the Lord says, and the Bible says, that we are very unfaithful. We're adulterous. We're always breaking faith. Hmm? And I'm not talking about just, you're just running off after some desire. We're always doing it. So there is a message here about, you know, remaining faithful to God. One time, he loved me. I, he doesn't have to prove it again and again and again. And even if I mess up, I shouldn't always feel like i got to start all over. But we're slaves to sacrifice. We feel like we got to suffer. We know it's by his blood that we're made right, but we usually want to suffer before we accept the blood. Because we say we're not worthy of the blood. That means we want to pay something for the blood. So just like in the Old Testament when they're offering sacrifices, we're still offering sacrifices. Maybe we're not doing cruelty to animals, but we're still making sacrifices. Because we don't understand what love is. If somebody loves you, if God loves you, don't have to be no sacrifice. Once you know God loves you, it don't have to be the sacrifices. You, you, don't, you don't have to do all that. You just believe in his love. And when you feel yourself sliding away, you, you, you come back. When you feel yourself enticed with thoughts, you come back. And it's just like, like I spoke this morning, even with Adam and Eve. What did Adam and Eve do wrong? We say they, they ate of the tree. That's not what they did wrong. That's the fruit of what they did wrong. Eating of the tree is not what they did wrong. Eating that fruit is not what they did wrong. What they did wrong, the root of what they did wrong was the thought that they couldn't trust God. And thought that God was keeping something from them. That's when faith was broken. Everybody follow? It's, it's, not, it's not what happens. It's the stupidness you think before you do it. If you shoot somebody, the real sin wasn't shooting the person. The real sin, the root of the sin, that's the fruit or the bullet. The real fruit is the thought. That's why Paul says we take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ, ready to punish every act of disobedience. See, it's that. And it's that. And yet, yes, we sometimes, it, because of the fruit, we go and repent, but that's not the real. Sometimes we repent for fruits, but we don't repent for the roots. And the roots is what caused the fruit. Uh, Jesus says you'll know a tree by its fruits. Yeah. If the roots are good, the fruit's good. If the roots are bad, the fruits are bad. So it's the root. That's what separates you from God. And sometimes we keep making the same mistake over and over again, but we don't even realize what the real mistake is. The real mistake is breaking faith. The real mistake is thinking that God is not going to take care of you. The real mistake is not trusting God. The real mistake is right there. That's where the sin wow. is given birth. Wow. James says that, you know, that, uh, um, you know, after sin is conceived, you know, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. So there's a point, the root of all our chaos. And 
if we realize, let's just stop doing that. If we stop doing that, we won't do the rest of it. So let's understand that it's about staying connected with God no matter what's going on in your life. Everything was offered to Jesus. Satan offered Jesus the whole world and Jesus said no. He didn't have to die, but he said yes to that because that was God's will. That's his will. That's what makes him perfect. He never broke faith. And guess what? He never breaks faith with us. He never breaks faith with us. No matter what you do to him, he never breaks faith with you. No matter what stupidness you do, he never breaks faith with you. He's there. And our struggle to get to him and our thinking, because what happens in the ignorance of our flesh, we know something happened. So we say, God is angry at me. No, you're angry at yourself. It's your own wrath that envisions God's wrath. It's your own wrath that paints destruction. It's your own wrath that creates hell. The Bible says we're storing up wrath for the day of judgment. We storing up wrath. God ain't storing up wrath. We are. See, it's that mindset. So we feel like we're separated with God. And we do this not only with God, but we do this with each other. So I mess up, and now I make you feel bad because I messed up. Now I blame God because I messed up. No, I cut myself off. And I've seen people do that over and over again. They'll make the mistake, but they want to make the person that they did wrong to feel bad. As if though, as if though I made you feel bad. I tell you the truth, and now you feel bad. And now you want to act as if though I made you feel bad. I didn't make you feel bad. You felt bad by yourself. As you're doing, you separate yourself. Jesus is faithful to us. When everybody else ditches us, when everybody else wants to leave us, he is faithful. He is faithful. And guess what? It don't take a bunch of sacrifices. It don't take a bunch of gifts. Anytime you've got to get a bunch of gifts, give a bunch of gifts to get somebody to like you again, there's something wrong with that person. No, their love ain't real if it takes sacrifices. Real love does not have sacrifices. This is the thing that I realized about unreal love and real love. Real love don't need sacrifices. But unreal love, you will always be making sacrifices. Why? Because you keep breaking faith with the person. Or they keep breaking faith with you. You will always have to feel like you've got to give a gift. I've 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 got to do this. Well, that giving a gift is sacrifice. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I'm not talking about giving gifts because you love somebody. I'm not talking about a gift out of love. I'm talking about a, a guilty gift. I'm talking about this gift that you give just to keep somebody or make them happy. If you're in that kind of relationship, I pray you see the light. <laughs> because real love don't make you feel guilty. 
Jesus said, I did not come to condemn, but to save. So what does that mean? I did not come to make you feel bad. I come to make you feel good. But sometimes the penalty of sin, which is guilt and shame and condemnation, that keeps us from coming to God. But what did God do to you? He's still trying to love on you. And you're going to ditch him that much more because you messed up. Because you messed up. How many times have you did something wrong and you can't face the person that you did wrong to, but they're trying to face you? Hmm? You did wrong to someone and you can't face them, but they keep trying to face you. They keep trying to call you. Same thing with God. Same thing with God. Okay, you messed up. But they're still trying to connect with you. But you can't face them. Because the pride of shame and the shame of pride. You can't face them. Same way with God. You can't face him. But God is still facing you. God still loves you. God still wants to help you. God still wants to bless you. Huh? How long will you let this shame of pride and the pride of shame separate you from what God wants to do in your life? Huh? How many times has Jesus got to die for you before you believe it? He's not going to die again for you because he died once and that was enough. Huh? And look at this. Even God... Because it said here that it says that uh, he sacrificed for their sins. It never said he sacrificed for himself. He sacrificed for their sins, right? Once and for all when he offered himself. And guess what? That was good enough for God. Jesus sacrificed himself once. That's, that's good enough for God. Abraham believed God once. That was good enough for God. Uh, God called you once. That's good enough for God. Everything else is just the ignorance of pride. Huh? God said once he loves you. And this is the thing. If you can't believe somebody loves you, you will never experience love from that person. You must believe they love you. God is all seeing. It's not like your wife or our husband that says, who did I marry? It's not like that. God knows who he called. Yeah. <laughs> Once. Once. But we're a slave to sacrifices. We love to make sacrifices. You know, pride likes to make sacrifices. Because pride goes away. It does wrong. It goes away. It feels stupid. And then it tries to do something to make up for it. So it don't look like it was the weak part of the relationship. Rather than just believing, God loves you. And the thing is, if, you, if you're a slave to sacrifice... You're never going to find love because that's unreal. Unreal love is always making sacrifices. But true love 
never makes a sacrifice. Why? Because it's love. Sacrifice is pain. Unreal love. Always making sacrifices. Religious people, always making sacrifices. Always. How long will religious people come before God and say, Oh Lord, I'm just a sinner. That's the attitude. Oh Lord, I'm just a sinner. And I, I know some of you in here, every day, three times a day, you're telling God you're a sinner or more. Don't you think God knows who you are by now? He saved you so you'd quit saying that. <laughs> now, I'm not talking about owning up when you mess up. That's a given. We should own up. We should own our own mess ups and screw ups and things like that. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying he saved you so you don't have to quit saying that stuff. See, the priest that, that's referred to in the scripture, that priest, it says daily that he would have to offer a sacrifice. God, I'm sorry. I'm just a sinner. I'm going to kill something to make you feel better. <laughs> now, sacrifices was required by law, but God said it in the Old Testament. Jesus said it in the New Testament. I never did really delight in those things, you know. Right? But every day the priest is saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm just a sinner, Lord. I don't know if you say it in the morning or lunchtime or at night. I don't know. When, when you do all your sacrificing and you say, Oh, Lord, I'm just so sorry. Oh, Lord, I, I don't do nothing right. Lord, I can't do this. And, Lord, I'm just a sinner. But you, you're in this routine. And, and some of you are like that. You're just in this routine. Don't you know God saved you from saying all that stupidness? What are you doing yourself? If you keep saying that all the time, you ain't going to ever get nothing right. He forgives. The thing is, is, if you see yourself doing wrong, change. Change. If you hurt somebody, see if you can fix it. That's what love does. But the sacrifice, it just makes you a slave and it keeps you in prison. And guess what? You'll always be a servant of Christ and not a friend of Christ. Because it keeps you in that mindset. Yeah. And you're always feeling like, okay, nothing I do is going to be right. Tell me some of you don't think like that. Nothing I do is going to be right. Now, maybe you shouldn't boast about being so good sometimes. That might not be right either. But, but nothing I do is good. Hmm? You ever had a relationship or a friendship and nothing you do satisfies the other person? Now, here's the question. Is it true or is that just your mindset? Hmm? I can never do nothing right. Hmm? See, there may be some young people in here, maybe some children in here. They don't feel, think they can ever do anything right with their mother and father. Is it true or is it a mindset? Is it true? Because some people only highlights your bad, your bad parts, right? It's like taking a test at school. Now, when I took tests at school, they would just kind of, I don't know. I think they cut themselves because they just bleed all over my papers, you know. 
Um, but wouldn't it be nice if they, uh, I don't know, maybe use a blue marker and, and say, oh, this is good, and this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. And, and just, you know, just red and blue, you know. What's, what's good and what's bad. That, that would be a, a little bit of a compliment. But sometimes if, if somebody's just criticizing you all the time, then you start to think, I can't do nothing right. Or is that just your mindset? That you just always feel like you're not good enough. And some of you have been in church a long time and you still don't think you're good enough. How are you ever going to walk by faith? If every morning you see yourself as this nasty sinner, you know, just another person God regrets saving. Uh, you have to cut yourself some slack and you have, to, you have to quit being so judgmental about everything. Yesterday we had a music class and we was teaching some people to play, play piano. And okay... All right, so maybe I can play real good or good, and, and you can just, you just started. But that's good. That's good where you're starting at. If you don't ever give you some credit for start, you're never going to get no better. And we do that. And I find, I find the terrible thing about church, this is what I find terrible about church. I find church sometimes can make us the most judgmental and critical people upon the face of the earth. And we think we're speaking in the name of the Lord. We just, we're so demanding. And it's not that we're one-sided. We feel like we got the pressure too. Ain't no way to please God. 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 Right? But did God say that or did you say that? Because we know with God, he come to save you, not to condemn you. Amen. Huh? Amen. Now, granted, we make mistakes, but is that God's opinion? That you can't do nothing right? You do everything wrong? You're a terrible husband? You're a terrible wife? Who made you feel that way? You're a terrible worker? You're, you're a terrible church member? You're a terrible musician? You're a terrible this? You're a terrible that? Who, who makes you feel that way? So you realize you, you're, you're a slave to sacrifice. It's like I got to do something to get myself back right. And then after a while you start to say, huh, nothing I do. And yes, you know the song, nothing but the blood of Jesus. But you really don't believe that because you're even offering sacrifices to Jesus. And then some goes to Mother Mary. But, to, you know, it's just... The chain of slavery of those who, who have us under that spell. Uh, no. God loves me. God loves you. He sent his son to say so. Sent him once to die. He's not going to die again for you. He died once. Once is enough. Because if you don't believe that. In the Bible, we know a story that Jesus spoke about Lazarus and the rich man. Lazarus was the uh, beggar that sat at the rich man's gate and was 
the dogs licked his sores and things. So Lazarus died and went to paradise, and the rich man died and went to hell. So the rich man, he was saying, you know, once he realized what hell was, he said to Abraham, you know, send Lazarus back to tell my family, hey, hell is real. Y'all behave yourself because I don't want you to come here. And Abraham said to him, even if somebody came back from the dead, they would not believe. Hmm? He died once for you. If you need him to die again, that's because you didn't believe in the first one. And if you fall short, if you'll quit condemning yourself all the time and cut yourself some slack and maybe cut some other people some slack, you'll get it right. Hmm? Jesus says, love as I have loved you. Forgive as I have forgiven you. See, that's, that's the secret. But if you always feel like you've got to make a sacrifice and then I've got to make a sacrifice, you know. Every time you, you, you have this issue, well, I've got to give them something, and then they've got to give me something back. There's got to be this, this back and forthness, you know, so that we know that we're okay again. Why can't we just forgive and love? If there's anything to be forgiven. But how many of us are just walking around with guilty conscience? Yes. If the Lord showed up now, Almost too late to repent. But if he showed up now, do you feel like he would take you? Do we not feel worthy? He died to make you worthy. Just as I am without one plea. But we have to believe it. And here's the thing. When you feel guilty, you're just going to mess up that much more. And parents, if you make your children feel terrible, they're just going to mess up that much more. Because if children couldn't be good when they thought you loved them, how can they be good when they think you don't love them? You always got to get that message of love across, you know. Even when you're teaching people to live a better life. You still got to get the message of love across. And you still have to let people know, hey, I'm not holding nothing against you, you know. I, I have seen this numerous times over the years in ministry. Individuals that might get upset with me or something and they take off and then they come back. They always come back. And they're always amazed that I receive them so easily. It's like they're shocked. <laughs> I didn't leave you. You left me. You left me. I didn't leave you. But out there in the wilderness, you begin to see all sorts of things, you know. And in your head, you start to think, God doesn't like me, and they don't like me, and, and, and all these things. And then we try to hate them back, and that don't work. And we try to do all kinds of things, but it don't work. If you don't believe God loves you, all the signs and the miracles in the world won't change your mind. Because here's the thing. 
Your eyes cannot believe what your heart cannot receive. Your eyes will never believe. Your eyes will never see what your heart can't believe. Even if it's right in front of you. You'll never see it. There may be somebody right in front of you that loves you, but you can't see it because you don't believe it. And maybe the reason we can't see God is because we don't believe it. Maybe the reason we can't hear God is because we don't believe it. And all the signs in the world. And as a prophet, I could give you a word. I could prophesy something to you. It could come to pass. But if you don't have the heart to believe it, your eyes will never receive it. And you won't even believe it if you're holding it in your hands. You'll make another excuse for it. That's why I never justify prophecy. If I hear something, I speak it. If I say, I heard God say this. I don't care how many unbelievers there are in the room. I didn't come for you no way. Because hmm? if your heart can't believe it, it's not true. And here's the thing about your heart. If your heart don't believe that somebody loves you, if you don't believe somebody loves you, there's nothing that person can ever do to make you believe it. Huh? If your heart believes that somebody's unfaithful, you will never see faithfulness. How can you see faithfulness? Oh, this is a good question. How can you see faithfulness? Is faithfulness something that you can really see? Because with faithfulness, there's always the question, are they hiding the unfaithfulness? See, unfaithfulness, you, you might run up on that and catch that. But you can't see faithfulness unless you believe it. Because no matter how good you've been to my face, I'm wondering what you're doing behind my back. Sometimes you sometimes you'd ask a, a wife or a husband, you say, is your husband or wife faithful to you? Uh, do you believe they're faithful? No. You have any evidence? No. Hmm? The thing is, you can't see faithfulness. Because faithfulness has its hands clean. You can't see it. Because you already know that unfaithfulness is hiding in the dark. And so when you believe somebody's unfaithful, you can never see faithfulness. Even though it's there with you all the time. A lot of times you find faithfulness when you're before the judgment seat of Christ. You marry somebody, right? Are they faithful? Well, they have been since the honeymoon. They have been one year, but, you know. But do you believe that they're faithful? Well, I, I haven't caught them yet. Or, or what a lot of people say, you know, you ask them if they're good, and they say, well, I, I'm good so far. When you say you're good so far, you, you already expecting for something not to be good. So you can't see faithfulness. You, you don't want to see nobody faithful until the end. 
and then you want God to tell you they're faithful. Well, it's too late to come back from the dead and, and, and enjoy the fruits of this life. Faithfulness you can't see. It's, it's just something you trust. But here's what I've learned about jealousy. I've learned that my God is faithful. And if somebody's unfaithful to me, he will expose them. Yeah. He said, follow me, not be a detective. Not only that, the Bible says, everything hidden will come out into the light. Yeah. So maybe you can't find your car keys in the night, but when the morning comes and the sun comes out, when the light comes, you, 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 you find your car keys. Huh? Anybody got lost car keys? Who's got lost car keys? Somebody got lost car keys. Somebody's got lost keys. Who's got lost keys? Shelly, you got a lost key? It's not yours. All right. It's the auntie's car keys. You lost her car key? Yeah, I rested somewhere. You rested somewhere. When did you do that? When did you do that? Just before um, service start, started. Uh-huh. So, so, so you lost them. You didn't hide them. You lost them. Yes. Yes, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost. But now I'm found. Uh -huh. You told her to check the bag. Check your bag. So when did you know there's in the bag? Just now. Problem solved. And I bet you was worried about that. Yes. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Why was you worried about it? You think Andy's going to kill you? She'd never forgive you? Uh, you thought she'd never forgive you? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. She'd hold this against no. you to yeah. judgment day. No. Yes, Robert. Andy come before she Jesus. See, what you got to do is get to judgment day before Yanti, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> we need to beat some people to judgment day. We don't know what they're going to say up there. <laughs> All right, that was an interesting little break. Ta-da-basaka <laughs> basikina. All right, come on. 
Tamam. Then you know I was with you. Uh-huh. Let's use that as an illustration. Let's say we lost somebody's keys, right? Don't we feel like we're separated from God in that moment? Please God, please God, please God. Huh? We feel separated from God. Please God, please. Like God caused you to hide the keys. And didn't I say hide? I said hide, didn't I? You hid them in her purse. And neither one of y'all could find them. (laughs) But that makes you feel separated from God. But God is with you. Now, could I ask, did you do any repenting for anything else? Did you say, Lord, if I've done anything wrong, forgive me? You get to to that place yet? No? No, You ain't had time for You're still freaking out. Yeah, yeah. But usually that's what we do. We start start beating up on ourselves. God didn't lose the keys. But all at once we think he's getting even with us. When will we stop believing those lies? And say, Lord, I've done something with the keys. I don't know what I did with them. But since you're the light, could you help me? Huh? Could you help me? Why do we panic so? Why do we freak out so? Why do we start to feel like we've been judged because of that? God is not judging you. He is saving you. But it's so easy to do that. We do it all the time. We're slaves to sacrifice. We always feel like we did something wrong. I need to offer sacrifice. Poor Job, he offered sacrifices for everything, you know. His children party, and he offers sacrifices. Uh, and I caught myself being Job the other day, and, and I laughed. Well, God brought it to my attention, and I laughed. Because, you know, usually on Sunday, you know, it's Sunday is... Saturday and Sunday is our busy days, but we're busy all week, but we usually we take Mondays off. So we pray for people all week long, but usually we'll take Mondays off because I believe in the Sabbath. We just, we just, uh, we just uh, respect it on Monday. Now, I know the real Sabbath is on Saturday, but we have church on Sunday, but we take a day of rest on Monday. So... You know, and I know that a lot of the counselors in the house, they're still young. Oh, Lord, you got to pray for young people, you know. you got to pray for the old ones, too, but especially the young ones. So so Sunday evening, you know, they're, they're kind of off, you know, and into the night and then all day Monday. And I caught myself the other day praying and said, Lord, you know how my children are in this house. Father, be with them and forgive them if they lust in their See. See, see, that's Job, you know. <laughs> and God, God, God. <laughs> see, because uh, I, I think, well, God's with them all week, but when they get off, you know. That's the good thing about work. Sometimes work can keep you from sinning, you know. You know, sometimes too much time off. You know, you become busybodies. You get in a whole lot of trouble. But, 
Sometimes you, 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 forget, you forget that God is with you. And I don't know if we've, we've preached that, but we have this mindset. And we have this mindset, you know, more, we have more of this mindset. Once we start getting saved and in church, we have this mindset of everything we're doing, we're afraid that lightning's going to strike us. All the wicked things you did in life and lightning never struck you. But you start going to church, and you think God is out to get you, you know, if I do one thing wrong. And some of it is, this is the problem. Some of us, we're trying to be perfect, you know, rather than just get a little bit better. We're trying to be perfect. And not only do we torment ourselves with this whole perfection thing, we torment everybody else. We torment our children. We torment everybody with this whole perfection thing. You know, everything. If anybody, if anybody says, ooh, a little too much, you know, a, a favorite movie or, or a favorite toy, ooh, you see your children going, wow, I love this. You must not love it more than God now. I mean... You, I mean, you're preaching to yourself. You're preaching to everybody, you know. I mean, it's like getting saved took all the fun out of life, you know. But that's not true. The thing is, we're, we're so easy. And some of us more than others, we're so easy to feel guilty. And we're so easy to feel like we need to make a sacrifice or, or fall on our knees and repent. And repentance is not real until we cry about it and all of these things. Listen, you've got to move out of that religiousness because religiousness is not love. Religiousness is not real love. It's fake love. Religiousness is fake love. Real love. Real love. Real love. If I realize I did something wrong, I don't have to think about hell to do something right. Real love. If I do something wrong, I don't have to think about hell. The consequences of hell if I don't do right. Because real love wants to do right. You want to do right. If it's real love. Huh? If it's real love. If it's real faith. If it's real believing. You don't have to keep preaching to somebody. Because if they believe, they believe. And real love. If, if, if somebody really believes in God. They're going to change. They're going to change. It says anybody who continues to sin is not born of God. Change will happen. And change will happen in your life. But you can't mess up and then just start judging yourself and saying, God don't like you now. You're second class. You're third class. God didn't say that. You said that. Why? Because your pride is trying to get saved. You're trying to be perfect. You can't do that. You're tormenting yourself. And you're tormenting everybody around you. God never called you to torment the heathens. <laughs> you're tormenting everybody. Uh, and sometimes no wonder, no wonder people 
wants to ostracize the church because sometimes church people ain't fun to be around. Because we're too up, we, um, we, we're too uptight. We're too critical. We, we're too ready to preach somebody into damnation. Yes, there's right and wrong. But just let love, let the truth of God, it'll come out. Quit freaking out over everything. Look how long, look how long God let some of you get away with your sin before he saved you. Uh, and you see somebody sin one time. And you want to decapitate them. Uh, you, mem- you remember it, uh, after the, the biblical concept of it, but in the, in the dark ages, you know, boy, they used to torment you and do everything else if you didn't confess right and do right in the church. If you just said something wrong, they'd kill you. Listen, that was... That was too extreme because here's the thing nobody's going to change till they believe your eyes will never believe your eyes will never see until your heart believes so we need to let God work on our hearts and to know that God loves us And that he's called us to a better life, a joyful life, and not a God of extreme chastity. A God that does not allow freedom. A God that does not allow laughter. Yes? You know why church people can't laugh? Because they don't think they're perfect enough to laugh. It is the joy of God and is the love of God that makes people want to lay down their sins. We've been preaching hell since a long time ago. And we've had no major breakthroughs, you know. I think some of them are getting out or something. We just don't have no major breakthroughs. Because we forget the most important part is love. Yes, Jesus preached about hell. But it was the consequences of it. It wasn't about that God is such a judge that you gotta, you got to walk and sit like this all the time. Who can stand up under that? Paul said, Paul said, you know, you live by law, but you can't even obey it. You made so many laws, you can't even obey them. This is love. One time. That's good enough. He ain't going to come back and die again for you. If the Lord showed you a sign that he loves you, showed you a sign that he called you, don't be looking for no more. Because you ain't believed the first one. Yeah. And when you're going to believe the first one, he loved me. He saved you a long time ago. When are you going to believe it? Uh, when are you going to believe it? When are you going to quit being a servant of sacrifice? Hmm? Or when are you going to start sacrificing yourself for other people, but it's not really considered a sacrifice? Hmm? If somebody says, 
you know, I sacrificed my life. See, mamas like to do that to their children. I sacrificed so much to have you. <laughs> Try and throw some, some divine guilt on your children, you know. You know what I went through? You know how I many diapers I washed? <laughs> Mama, I thought you said you loved me. <laughs> uh-huh. This sounds like you're going to give me a bill when I turn 18, you know. Love, it, it don't feel like, I mean, you, you give your life to other people, but it don't feel like no sacrifice. Why? Because it's love. See, once you have love, it's not a sacrifice. Amen. Once you have love, it, it, it doesn't hurt to change. Once you have love, it don't hurt to give up your sin because you know the sin is hurting you and other, everybody else too. It becomes an easy thing to do. Again. Your eyes will never see anything till your heart believes it. Hmm. Only then. Because what we're doing is we're waiting for the, the fruit of the root. And that takes time, you know. You have to believe today that God loves you. You can't wait till judgment today to f- figure out if God loves you or not. You've got to believe today. You can't change unless you believe today that God loves you and that he's for you. And you got to stop all this sacrificing. I'll never be good enough. You never was good enough. Hmm? Yeah. And if there's relationships in here, when are you going to believe? When are you going to believe? Was there mistakes in a relationship? Oh, yes. But when are you going to believe? And how many of you are waiting for somebody else to prove to you that they love you? See, when, when you're waiting for somebody to prove to you that they love you, they could, they could throw you some flowers and things like this, and you say, oh, now I believe. Listen, that's fake. If somebody loves you, you know it. And you must believe it. And that's what I've learned about God. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes when you're starting out with God, you, you know, you feel like you mess up and you just want God to come back and tell you, you good, you good, I love you, keep going. But you find yourself getting addicted to these signs. If there's one thing he's told me, you got to believe that I love you. Until you believe that I love you, there's, there's nothing going to happen anointing-wise. Power-wise, anyway, until you believe I love you. Huh? Do you believe that? Yes. With all my mishaps and all my things and, and my personalities and you know, some of my sense of humor that some people just don't get. Um, <laughs> let me put it this way. God always laughs at my jokes. Or I laugh at his. <laughs> the thing I realize about God is he gets me. And that's why he's so awesome. Because it seemed like for many years nobody got me. <laughs> God, he gets me. He understands me. 
And that's what makes him God, because he understands me. Mm. Did I say that again? God gets me, you know. All my quirkiness, the things that might, that might upset me, the things that might irritate me, these things, God gets at me. Sometimes he laughs at me. Because, and see, that's the thing. And that's an awesome thought. See, if, if God laughs at you, would you think he still loves you? What if your friend laughed at you? You think they still love you? And they're laughing at you? Some of you get offended, you know. Listen, you don't have no friend or you are not no friend if they can't laugh at you and you still be friends. Because once you have that friendship with God, you know, it's just like... And I find with God, even when you do something wrong, it's like God doesn't say nothing. You want him to say something. God says, no, you know what's wrong. Go fix it. <laughs> uh, listen. We, as church people, we got we to get away from all this slave mentality, all this sacrifice. We got to move and realize that God loves us. He is with us. He gets you. He understands you. He understands when you get mad and there's no reason to get mad. Maybe he'll laugh at you and just snap you out of it. You know, he understands that sometimes it's no fault of his. He wired you correctly in your brain, but sometimes you just, you decide to take a shortcut, you know. Because there's a scripture where the Lord says, you know, and, and Paul said it this way. He says, and pray that they come back to their senses. Yeah. <laughs> that means you took a shortcut. And now you don't know where you are in your brain. Uh, but the Lord always knows where you are. Hallelujah. can't emphasize that one phrase enough. You will never see it till you believe it. You want proof God, proof that God is real? You will never see it till you believe it. You want proof that somebody loves you? You will never see it till you believe it. You will always question it. If you're waiting on some miraculous sign, before you believe in God, you will never see it until you believe it. And once you believe it, in Mark, the last chapter, 16, it says, And these signs followed those that believed. Followed those that believed. Uh, you hear me, you hear other people saying that God wants to bless you. He didn't create you for sorrow. He didn't appoint you to suffer wrath. And you say, but I'm not seeing it. You will never see it till you believe it. God wants you to be blessed. You will never see it till you believe it. God says, I want to give you a house. You will never see it till you believe it. You must believe it. It's that simple. 
And I'm not talking about when you say, I believe, but inside your heart saying, no, you don't. You'll never believe till you see. Amen. Amen. Who needs a word? Hallelujah. No more lost keys. Speak to us, Lord. You'll never see it till you believe it. Because you want to see the fruit. It's the root. Jesus says, if you remain in me, I'll remain in you. But if we cut ourselves off from the Lord, we're not in him no more. When was April 1st? Yesterday? When was April 1st? Friday. April 1st. April 1st. April 1st. April 1st. April 1st. Something happened to you on April the 1st. That's Friday, right? On Friday. Something happened to you on Friday. Just this past Friday, something happened to you. Something happened to you that you're still not getting your mind around. Put it that way. Who am I talking to? Something happened just this Friday. So obviously it's something you're not sure what to do with that that you have. That's you? Stand up, please. What happened Friday? Prophet Friday made it two years. I was in a relationship with someone and... Made it two years? Yeah. Okay. And you were supposed to spend time together, but we didn't meet. You didn't get to do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are y'all still together today? All right. But you were supposed to do something that day. Well, yesterday, but you're not thinking I make time. You were supposed to do it yesterday? Oh, but, but April Fool's Day was... So y'all got together on April Fool's Day? <laughs> it's a good thing we don't believe in calendars, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you got you got to have faith to get married. You got to have I said married. Hmm. You got to have faith to get together on April Fool's Day, you know. Huh? Huh? So it didn't happen. So where's this person at today? He's at home. He's at home. Mm. So, so what is it that you wanted to do yesterday? Just anything? Yeah, something nice. Something nice. And didn't get to do it. Whose fault was that? He is yours, God, who? His <laughs> fault. Huh? His fault. It's God? His fault. Oh, his fault. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is it a forgivable thing? Yes. Oh. Oh. 
So he got busy? Yes. Uh-huh. Something to do with work? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a forgivable thing. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Right now he's thinking about doing something to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's thinking about it. Right now, he's thinking about it. I was going to make him think about it, but the Lord said he's already thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you love this person? Yes. All right. Are y'all married? No. No. Living together? No. No? But he's home. That's his home, not your home. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. You want to marry him? He has a surprise for you. Mm. Mm? You believe that? Yes. All right. You got to believe it before you can see it, you know. <laughs> So, so do you trust him? Oh. Mm. Could, I, could I just ask a general question? Is there any woman in here that trusts any man? You? All right. It's just a question, you know. I didn't want to call it gender war. I just, I just asked that question. Huh? You would like a man to trust. And, and how many years you been looking for this man? You find you one, I'll tell them, I'll tell them what excellent pizza you make. <laughs> so he, he's, he's kind of, he's kind of friendly and outspoken, right? Yes. I don't, I'm, I haven't met him, have I? Have met, I met him? No. Oh, you ever come to church with you? No. You want him to come to church with you? Yes. You sure? All right. We'll get him here. So what kind of work does he do? What He's is a he? police officer. He's a police officer. Uh-huh. Anybody here trust police officers? <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. A stigma. Is that what you said? Hello. Moses was 120 years old and he could still hear.
But but he was doing some, was he doing police work yesterday? He came off yesterday. Huh? He came off of yesterday. He came off of yesterday. But not in time for y'all to do something. He was doing something else. What was he doing? Sleeping. Oh. 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 So he was resting after he come off work. And y'all were supposed to do something. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's going to make up for it. You know, sometimes, you, sometimes if you're tired, you're just tired, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure being a police officer is not easy. You make one mistake, and your career and is over. You may be put in jail, everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, some people have jobs that, uh, you know, it's not the end of the world, but some people make a mistake. Uh, we don't like to let doctors make mistakes or policemen make mistakes. They make one mistake. And you're in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're going to forgive him, and he's, he's thinking about a way to make it up to you. Okay. You believe that? Yes. All right, it's done. But but he's 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 quite talkative and friendly, right? Is that him? Huh? Yes. yes. The Lord says, contrary to some what some people believe in here, but between me and you. <laughs> the Lord said he's faithful to you. Mm. See, sometimes, sometimes people are just, sometimes people are just friendly, and that's what you really like about him. You know, he's just friendly, right? True. He, he's more outgoing than you, right? Yeah. He's got more friends than you. Let your heart be at peace. Yes. I saw the light no more in darkness. Amen. All right. Who needs a word? Davidson, 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 Davidson. <laughs> Anybody know that name? <laughs> Who's that? That's your uncle's name. The Lord really wants to talk to you today. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Uh huh. 
So how long you been coming here? Since November last year. Since November last year. But sometimes you wonder about some things here, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why God's picking on you today. <laughs> and that's your uncle's name. Huh? Mm. When, when I heard his name, I immediately saw a car. Cars, cars. What does he do? You don't know what he does. Does he like cars? I just, he don't have one. You sure? He doesn't have one. You like that uncle? You like him? Is he a Christian? Yes, no, don't know. Oh, Lord, you just pushed him into heaven, didn't you? <laughs> have a car. He lives in Canada. Don't have no car. Not sure. But you know he don't have no car. Uh-huh. You want to give him a car? You like him? Yes. You want to give him a car? Yes. You sure? So you're going to call him and tell him the prophet called out his name. Yes? And say that the prophet said he saw him getting a car. Huh? You can do that? Yes. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he'll get a license. He got a license? Don't, don't know? Right. Well, you can get a license. Mm-hmm. But tell him the prophet saw that. Because as soon as I said his name, I saw him with this car. Mm-hmm. All right. You can sit down. I'll let you know if I want to talk to you again. <laughs> ah. See, sometimes God wants to make a believer out of you, you know. Yes. He just wants you to know. But you should never test the Lord and say, I ain't moving till I see a sign. You shouldn't do that. Right? But sometimes the Lord will show us mercy and he will give us a sign or something. But if... We don't believe we will never see it. We will never understand it. Yes, we'll be ever hearing but never hearing, ever seeing but never seeing, because we don't believe. and I don't know I think there's a number like three maybe two and a seven or something with it mm-hmm. strange word but that's what I hear that's what I hear the Lord saying Roger I know we have a Roger mm-hmm. but what 
What about the three and the two and the seven? Da 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 da. A number don't mean nothing to you. Is that? Mm-hmm. A Roger, and I think it's a three and two, and I believe there's a seven with it. I don't know if that's part of a phone number or what. I just, what I heard. Mm-hmm. Lord, don't always tell you everything. If he told you everything, wouldn't be no, be no faith in it. nobody that name and that number huh who seems kind of dead in here. I don't know why it's dead. It's a blessing for somebody. Da-da-da-da. Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. 
ฮาเลลูยาอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอืมอ
about the time some craziness was going on around your family, your mama? I get that would have been the Friday before the drug thing I tell you about. So craziness would have been going on. I, yeah. I only knew about it Saturday. Um, no, what it is is it's like a ghost. It, sometimes if we if we had a you know a little you know it's kind of like a car you know it's kind of like a car you, your cars you know you're driving your car and you go <laughs> something like that you know. And then you're afraid to ride in that car after that because it went, right? So your body is just like a car. So it's like this memory. But the truth is you're just getting overwhelmed. And it may not even been your overwhelmness. It might have been somebody else's overwhelmness. Yes? So the ghost has to leave. You believe that? Yes, prophet. Gone. Did you feel it leave your heart? Yes, prophet. Glory. Stand there just in case I have something else for you. Yes. Yes. What's with your heart? Racing. How long has it been doing that? It happens very often. How long has it been happening? Okay. So maybe a year. Off and on, right? Yes. You standing up too? Uh huh. Da da da. I think their heart just started racing. <laughs> How long your heart been racing? No, right now I'm okay. But last week I had a lot going on with work, and I found like when I lay down to rest, like I got little palpitations. It felt a little irregular. Just tried to stay calm, and then it went away. But it has happened before. It has Some happened before. Ago, yeah. Anytime you're under pressure. Yes. All right. Well, see, that's the thing. You get on a treadmill, your heart's going to get to beating faster. Yeah. Whether the treadmill is exercise or work. Yeah. And you got to learn how to just calm yourself down. Yes? Yeah. When, when Lazarus died, Jesus wasn't in a hurry to go see him, you know. See, so it's more about you trusting God to calm you down. Right? But I would take away the fear anyway. You receive that? Yes. The fear leave you? Amen. Amen. Just, um, woo. You freak out when you get under pressure, don't you? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Uh, it's, it's, yes. That's you, right? Huh? You, you ever do your hands like that? Yeah. Huh? I feel in it now. <laughs> you ever do your hands like that? Grumbling somewhere here? So, yeah, Down here? I feel like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, this, like, right? Oh, gosh, this is too much. Your daughter ever get on your nerves? Sometimes. Sometimes. 
tips. Like she wants, like I'm in the middle of, I have maybe a lot going on with work, and that's the time when she wants some attention or she wants me to do something. Because you're working now. at home, right? And it's like really pressing and like hot. So I like tell her wait, and then she'll come back, mommy, mommy. And I just told her to wait, and by the time she comes the fourth time, mommy, mommy, me, I want to be like, ah! <laughs> Do what? Yeah, like, it, this is easy doing it. This is easy act like she didn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Got it. My heart's racing now. So. Oh gosh, I'm sorry about it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I mean, if you don't deal with that, it can certainly go into something. But the thing is. You have an awesome daughter. You have a job where you can work at home sometimes. It's all awesome. But sometimes your awesome life all comes at you at one time. And you've got to ha- learn how to prioritize your awesomeness. <laughs> what? You follow? Yes. Find a way to do it. Yes. Stay calm. Yes. Find a way to do it. The Lord will show you. Yes. See, God don't give you awesomeness without coming and being awesome with you. So that you can enjoy awesomeness. Because uh, sometimes, sometimes I have some days, and I mean, things just running at me in every which direction. The only thing I want to do is go to the bathroom, but it's, just, it's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> so it's like, all right, so how do I stay calm and not pee on myself? And you work it out. <laughs> you understand? Yes, yes. Uh, it's just, okay, Lord, what do I do? And I don't want to scorn my daughter, but I have to teach her. Maybe I talk to her later. What I have to teach her that you know sometimes I'm busy. So, or maybe you're talking with a uh, a client or somebody, and you can't stop. And you have to say, okay. When you see Mama talking to somebody, you know you just gotta wait. Unless of course the house is on fire, you can tell me that. You know you gotta just right. She behaves like the house is on fire. Oh, oh everything's a fire. Wonder where she gets that from. Uh huh. She gets like that too. Mm-hmm. Now listen. You, you can never be no more awesome until you can handle yourself. And the thing is, is, is as you prosper in life, you've got to learn how to handle things and know how to do things and not freak out on nobody. Yes. Or next thing you you'll. You'll hire your daughter and fire your client or spank your client. You'll get, you'll get all confused, you know. <laughs> I want you to receive this impartation. You can do all things through Christ. Amen. Amen. What the Lord gives you, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father Amen. of heavenly lights, right? Yes. That's scripture. Oh. It's a good gift. God's given you an awesome life. Sometimes it comes at you fast, but you can manage it. And then sometimes it's just sweet, right? Yes. It'd be nice if you could spread things out, you know. If I, sometimes it's just like, it's like some rough jelly. You just don't want to spread out right on the bread, you know. You get too much here and too much there, but it's all good. Yes? All right. Mm-hmm. You too? No, no, no. This is for... Kamisha, last week, I remember what day. I haven't forgot you. Uh, she had an attack where her heart was racing and they had to take her to the hospital. Uh-huh. And they picked up on a murmur in her heart. Okay. So I just stand in for her for murmur, that. Murmur, murmur, murmur. I think that might have been what I was seeing. 
You tell her that's going to stop today, right? But she has, she has a fear of that. She's always had a fear of something with her heart. And it's stemming from somebody she knew. She's always had a fear of that. And I'm breaking that. You remind her that. You tell her she's always had a fear of that. Something with her heart. Right? Yeah. So it's going to stop today. Everybody believe that? Mm. Person don't have to be in the room to get healed, right? Um, you you have some drama going on. There's there's been some things that's been happening the past year, right? Uh, is there a court case or something? There's no court case, but there's some sort. There is. All right. With your children, right? And how long has that been going on? Five years, but it intensified a year ago. It's always what? Repeat what you just said. I said that we know things are happening. Yeah. The case is going on, right? With one of the girls in particular. But not until they're ready for her. Right? They're ready for her. Yeah. That they will actually call us. All right. A lot of this, you know, I mean, it's easy enough in God just to take that away, and that's what we're going to do. But sometimes, sometimes the Lord says, but you need to talk about the root of this thing, where it's coming from. Because sometimes if we don't learn how to manage things in our life, you know, it, it causes, you know, when you, don't have to, when you don't know how to manage things in life, it takes a toll on your body, right? And then you've got some other stuff going on, right? Uh-huh. Lots of stuff. Well, remember Lot, uh, if, even if you put an S on it, it's just four letters. Yes. It, it, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world. There's stuff going on in Russia, Ukraine, and stuff going on everywhere. You can't let everybody, everything affect you. Just like you can't be watching the news all the time, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Right? So I understand that you've got some things going on in your life. Let's don't call them lots. Right? I think you could probably count most of them on one hand. Right? You think? I bet you could count your major ones on at least one. I, I hear in three major ones. Sometimes we just put all of it together, you know. But God says he's got you covered. You stop worrying. Huh? God says you pray to him, but you never listen. <laughs> you're always praying. And, and don't be offended by that. But he says you're always praying. But it's like you're, just, you're praying, but you're not. 
really expecting him to really do something about it. Right? But he's doing something about it now. That's you, right? I see you praying. Sometimes you sit and pray, right? <clears throat> like in the morning or you sit at a table and pray. Is that true? Yes. Huh? Yes. In your kind of in your kitchen area, right? Say that again. All right, but but you do you ever pray at a table? I see you sitting at. I see you sitting at the table and praying, and God showed me. It's, it's like I was in the room with you. Don't get scared. I was in the room with you, and I saw you praying, and it's like you're saying, God, please do this. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you. But but you got up and and you got up and it was. No stress left your body. Anybody? I'm talking to a lot of people now. You prayed, but no stress left your body. If no stress left your body, you didn't give it to God. You know, you, you have to believe. First thing is, He knows what you need before you speak it. Before you ever sat down to pray, He knows what you need, right? We speak it so that we can have good conscience that we have come to God. But in the process, he's, he's showing me, and it's like, it's like I'm, I'm watching you, right? And it's like uh, I'm kind of in a weird place in this room. There's this like this, um, hmm? I don't know, it's kind of like I'm up in the air. There's this, uh, this kind of strange chandelier thing. Is, is that over your table? Huh? You don't have a light over your table. What do you call? What do you call normal? Just a bulb. But I see in like this, this, this. I see in like it's kind of old looking. Maybe it comes down and it curls up or something like that. You give it away? What do you give it away for? When did you give it away? And you, you bought it for there? Oh, somebody gave it to you. And you was going to put it up there. But you didn't have nobody to put it up for you. So you just gave it away. You always give things away. You do. That's some of the problem. You shouldn't always give things away. If God gives you something, sometimes you should keep those things God gives you. Because uh, a lot of times you say, ah, it's not necessary. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I take it. I don't need it. You just That's you, right? That's you. See, so I, I, I thought that was strange because I've been in people's houses before. That's not strange. I mean, the Lord's taken me to people's houses several times. I've been in people's houses, but I was just seeing this chandelier thing and and it's like I was seeing that. It's like it was dangling down in front of me. But what God is trying to say is, is you just say, well, do this, do this. But you, you don't take time for you even when God gives time for you. You're just trying to fix everything and everybody. Right? Yes? Uh, so you have kids or are these kids around you? Which, you have four girls? Three at present. Oh, three here. Where are they at? I don't see but one. <laughs> oh, there's two. Where's the other one? 
So how many you got here? Oh, this one's your daughter? No? Okay, all right. All right. Um, so I, I, you just you just rush in to make things happen for everybody. That's you? You guess so? Is that true? She does that? Uh-huh. Mama, mama don't ever chill, does she? Huh? Don't ever chill. She needs a joint or something to chill out, right? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm not promoting joints, but stress is a lot worse for you than joints, you know. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of old pot smokers, and but these stressful people, you know, they got tubes running out of them and everything else, you know. It's like... Check your heart. Breathe. You feel good. You feel good. Uh, you're not going to die. You feel good. Uh, you're not going to die. And listen, God has done so many things for you. Uh, he's worked so many things out for you. You will never believe he's in your tomorrow. Until you believe he's in your today. Uh-huh. He's with you. Even if you have a million problems, he's shown up a million in one time. Hmm? Is that true? He always shows up. He always hears your prayer. But getting back to that table, it's like you pray, but the stress never leaves you. And that works for anybody in here. If you're praying and you don't feel no better after you pray, it's not that God didn't hear you. You just didn't give it to him. Because he'll, he'll take it from you. Huh? All the stress and worries you have in life, he'll take it from you. Yes, it don't have to be no fancy prayer. Yes, you don't have to do all this and this and this and this and this and this and this. You just got to believe he loves you. Hmm? Ain't that true? You, you, you pray to God a lot, don't you? You just, sometimes you just had enough in life, right? Is that you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What you got on there? Cross? Let me see this. Hmm. That's nice. Huh? You could make vampires run with that thing, right? You got to believe in here he loves you. Uh, the stress has to leave. When you pray, you feel better. But you got to give it to him. And he'll take it from you. That's his job. You're feeling better now, aren't you? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You ready to eat now? Huh? Huh? Sometimes you don't even enjoy eating. You just, you eat fast, right? Huh? Say that again. But, but, but I mean, sometimes, sometimes you don't enjoy your food. You just eat through it and 
I mean, you start th- thinking about washing dishes or something before you get through eating. Huh? Is, is that true? See, you, 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 you're, always, you're always thinking down the road. Hmm? <laughs> Am I talking about your mama? Uh-huh. You met, huh? You met with God today, you know. You need to relax. Everything's always worked itself out. You need to relax and quit stressing out so much. God loves you. Yes? And you're going to enjoy You're going to enjoy it. Your dinner today, your lunch today, more than you ever had. You're just going to sit there and enjoy it. Eh? Ever who's crazy, you're just going to let them be crazy. Uh-huh. Yes? Listen, Martha, your name ain't Martha, is it? There's a woman in the Bible, her name is Martha, you know. Always busy. It's, it's nice to work and do things, but you can't stress yourself so. Yes. And I'm going to take away the fear and all them. That court case is going to fix itself. It has its reason. It's going to fix itself. All those other things just going to work out. Yes. God is with you. You, you. you meet him in your house. You pray. God is there. He hears you. But you will never see it till you believe it. And that's why I'm talking to you right now. So that you might believe. Hmm? And you might see the awesomeness of God. Because sometimes we just see one problem in front of the next problem. We never realize how many problems God has fixed. God's been answering your life. Hmm? You've had many prayers with these girls right here. And God's always answering those prayers. One way or the other. Yes. Come on, enjoy your daughters. Laugh with them. Hmm? Enjoy. You ever tell her to relax? Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> See, I'm all in your business right now. See? Come on. Hmm? Live today. Tomorrow we die and go see Jesus. Amen. I'm not saying you're going to die tomorrow. So don't, 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 don't. <laughs> you hear me? Relax. You say, you feeling good now? All right, awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, what what we got? Okay, Prophet, the numbers, I have that on my online banking ID number, and I have it on my credit card also. Uh, On 237, in that order. (laughs) So I can almost give out his password, I guess. Is that the card or what? What are you looking at? A seven somewhere else. What? Two digits down. All right. What? What's the other thing you got? The um, online banking, the ID number. But I can't remember how any order number. The numbers there. All right. I'm. I'm going. I go. I gonna. I gonna accept that. When God says two, three, seven, it's in that order. But I'm gonna speak to you anyway, right? Yeah. So you check to see if it's in that order. It don't skip. If I give you a set of numbers, then it's right there, bam, together, right? But I'm going to speak to you because you is willing to go look. 
Yes. So I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look down on that faith, right? Now, if it's two, three, and then a couple of digits down to seven, that's not what I called. Or sometimes people try to say, "Well, it's not in that order." Listen, God is not. What is it when you dyslexic? Dyslexic. But because you exercise faith, right? And that's just like Abraham. Abraham believed God and he was credited to him as faith. Now, you can check on the other one and see if it's in that order or not. If it is, hallelujah. But either way, I'm going to speak to you on that part. Because faith is like that. If, if you show God a little faith, he'll move a mountain for you. That's his word. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. But I'm speaking it to you in a, in a term that maybe open that up to you. If you show God a little faith, he will move a mountain for you. You don't have to show him a bulldozer yet or, 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 or a nuclear bomb. You show God a little faith, he'll move a mountain for you. Hmm? And, and so what is, what is this that you was looking at? Visa card. And the other one is, is a... Oh, that's the number you punch in. All right, let me remember that. <laughs> that's the number he punches in. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so it's no coincidence that both of these have to do with finances. Yeah. Because that's the area you struggle the most with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you showed me a little faith today. Mm-hmm. You went to look. You weren't sure, but you went to look. You knew your name was Roger, right? <laughs> so, so you went to look about the number, right? Yeah, well, I was looking, and then Yanti remembered something, and she come and tell me, yes, sir. Yeah. Yanti knows your PIN number? <laughs> <laughs> Yanti knows his, you know his PIN number? No. <laughs> Shelly, you know his PIN number? No. My wife disappeared. I don't know where she went to. She must have saw it coming. <laughs> Just a little faith. And I'll move mountains. Just a little faith. Huh? Just a little faith. You hold on to me. And those bank accounts, you know, that, that, that banking... It's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And it's God that's doing it. Right? It's God that's doing it. And he will do all the other things in your life. You know, sometimes we get impatient and and we want this and we want that and we want this. Listen, you can't make things happen. Just a little faith. You've got to move on your behalf. You believe that? Just a little faith, that's all you need. You don't need much, you know, just a little faith. Little faith. And you just say, and you got to believe that. Lord, you know I ain't got a lot of faith, but I got a little faith. And that's what I'm giving you this morning, so I'm just going to believe in you. God will never, 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 never discredit your little faith. You have just a little faith. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yes, Glenn. Mm-hmm. 
If you do what? If you move the shirt. Hmm. Mm. So, w- w- when do you usually feel this? Comes it go. Does it come and go a lot at night or during the day? Like if you're driving. Mm-hmm. Do you like to drive? Mm-hmm. But it, would you say it mostly happens when you drive? But would you say it's mostly when you drive? So, you know, that stands to reason it probably got something to do with driving. If it's mostly with driving. You know, as a general rule, you should always pray. But as a general rule, when things happen, you should look back and say, when did this start? And what else was going on in my life? And then if, if, it's, if it's a particular pain and you don't have it all the time, when does this pain usually happen? You know. If we just remember those simple things, sometimes we can find out real quick. At least gives us the faith to believe God when he tells us, you know, it's nothing serious, you know. Mm-hmm. So you feel just a little something in your chest, but you move your shirt and it goes away. That is strange. Mm-hmm. Ain't no bee or <laughs> wasp or nothing in your shirt. You just go. Hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> it just goes away. So, you have a son? You don't have no kids? Mm-hmm. You don't have no kids? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want kids? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I find that's a strange connection. See, so you never had no bad experience in a car. Very. Uh huh. When was that? Wow. Wow, wow. And how long ago was that? know ghosts always live in the past you know very seldom you ever get a ghost from the future (laughs) only in the Christmas carol you get a ghost from the future Um, see subconsciously it troubles you when you're driving and it's like it's coming and when you when you move your shirt what it's doing is just snapping you back to now because for the most part, you've kind of dealt with it, but it's still, it's a little fear that's back in there. But it's going to be removed right now. Lord, I'm taking, ri- 
taking away a lot of ghosts today, aren't I? Yeah, just, <laughs> they come into your house. No. <laughs> but see, that, that, that makes sense, right? So it's just, it's just like it brings you back, but that's not going to happen no more. Right? That's not going to happen. What it is, you get to driving and you kind of relax, and then it's, it's like something. It just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would like to have a son. So you married? You know, you need a wife. All right. All right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. See, I like your faith. You, you, you talk as if though I got one in my pocket or something. <laughs> no, I like his faith, you know. Huh? And this is, this is where Jesus says, according to your faith. Sometimes when you, when you read that scripture and it says, according to your faith, you think, uh-oh, that puts me out because I ain't got much faith. But no, he, he's, he's like, yes. Hmm? All right. One wife coming up. Amen. Huh? Now, Yes, because, because what you have to realize is, you know, as goofy as I may be sometimes, we're believing that the Lord is speaking right now. And so that, that yes, I want a wife. So the, the faith is there. So according to your faith, this is coming. No matter what nobody says, you know. Some people say, you know, you, it's been too long. It's not going to happen. You know, you, you, haven't, you haven't found a... A good wife yet, da, 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 da. All kinds of excuses why it won't happen. Just a little bit of faith. And you've shown me more than a little faith. It's going to happen. You receive? And then the sun. Still standing. What you want? 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 See, she can. Yes, come, Nicole. The young lady that's always got something to say. Speechless. 
The Lord has your heart covered. Yes, mm. mm. some people what they want, they faint. leave you with this one thought God is more awesome than anything you could ever believe or imagine he loves you he's not against you he would not have died if he was against you he loves you but here's the thing we have so much negative thoughts towards his love towards us because we don't believe he could love us and forgive us so easily and so freely but here's the thing we're saved by grace and that through faith you will never see what you can't believe. I'm speaking to your heart today. That you may have faith to believe that God loves you. He wants the best for you. And he's working it out. Don't be too anxious. Be patient. God is going to make it happen. But you will never see it if you don't believe it. And some of you that really needs to feel God's love. And you're uncertain about God's love? Listen, there's no preacher that's ever going to make you believe. No preacher's ever going to make you believe until you believe. True? Until you believe. Yes. People can preach to you all day long about God. But until you believe, you will never see it. Uh, that's just to get us into heaven. But to believe that this God wants you to have a blessed life, a happy life, a wonderful marriage, all those things, you will never see it. Even if you have it, you won't see it until you believe it. If you have a marriage and a family, you need to say, I believe. Once you start to believe that this is the family God gave you, then you will see the beauty. You will never see the beauty, even if you have it in your hands. Some things you don't have in your hands, but it's just around the corner. But you will never have it until you believe it, because you will never see it. And you will never hear it. Somebody could tell you they love you all day long, but you will never hear it until you believe it. Yes, believe. Believe. When I say you're going to have an awesome week, that's God saying, I want you to have an awesome week. Huh? Yeah, there may be some ups and downs, but at the end of the week, it's all going to tally up to good and great and better. Yes? Also, unless you just want to stay sad this week and not disappoint yourself, you know, if that's you, I, I don't want to get my hopes up. I just, I just... I just don't want to die this week. All right, you have your week. But if you want to have a good week, believe and it's yours. Be blessed.